You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey guys, welcome back to Cards to the Moon. This is another Friday episode and it is episode number 149. I'm Clark from 5cardguys.com and 5cardguys on Instagram. Co-hosting with me as usual is Hyung of Integrity Sports Cards and John who is Trade You at Recess. We are live at the National. Uh, No, just kidding. We couldn't make it this year. But it seems as I scroll on Instagram that everyone else was able to make the trek to Chicago to attend in person. So I know we're feeling a bit of FOMO here, but hope all of our hobby and podcast friends are having a great time out there. We we discussed right before the show that we got to make it a priority to go out to Cleveland next year to attend. So uh, next July can't come soon enough for us. Denny's giving us 10 minute updates on his uh, Instagram. Every every oh, yeah, ten minutes, great. so feels like we're there. Thanks, Denny. Yeah, I live vicariously <laughs> through Denny for sure. And and uh, you know we we've been DMing. Uh, we're going to try to get him on the show uh, in uh, in a couple weeks um, when he comes back, and he could give us a kind of a you know his experience out there. And and actually, yeah, we might try to get other guests who are currently at the national and just kind of do like a post national month of shows uh, with with interesting guests coming up. So stay tuned for that as well. All right, but for today, off the top, I did want to briefly chat about some of the things from the National we've been seeing from a distance and get our thoughts on them. And uh, let's just start with Derek Jeter. He's there right now. That's kind of cool. Uh, Of course, he's representing Arena Club, which he co-founded. So for me, that would have been worth the price of admission just to get a photo with the captain. Um, Thoughts on Jeter being there and if he makes any impact on the hobby. What do you guys think? Um, yeah. And like for me, anytime you get a big name, kind of like celebrity like that, I think it's great for the hobby. I think that's what Michael Rubin's been doing, uh, you know, in terms of just get building awareness with these, uh, you know, A-list type celebrities. And, you know, Jeter's no different. I think he's, he's so uh, crucial to the sport and hobby that, uh, you know, uh, an event like that would basically attract uh, a lot of people. So I think it's, it's definitely good for the hobby. I'm, I'm expecting more now mm. that, you know, maybe there's going to be a lot more appearances from, you know, bigger, bigger celebrities and, you know, uh, get the marketing uh, a bit with fanatics. So especially with their, you know, networks of people. Yeah. I'm assuming he's there for arena club. Yes. Nice. He is. Yeah. I think that's a great, I mean, that's awesome that, you know, most uh, major shows will have guest appearances by athletes and whatnot and to have the biggest sports card show in the world uh it would make sense to have some big celebrities show up and Mm -hmm. uh, whether they're paid or they come on their own but uh, either way i think uh yeah it's definitely a good thing i mean if you're attending the national and you get to meet jeter like how amazing is that that's pretty cool yeah for sure I know Gary Vee's there as well, but uh, yeah, a lot of people we're familiar with too. So it's kind of cool to see them all in one spot for sure. Um, A couple of other things I heard about the venue actually itself in Chicago, or I think it's like an hour outside of Chicago in Rosemount. 
from the great curator and from our friend Denny Cards, who we just mentioned, they say it's really hot inside. Oh, it's man. like sweltering. So um, I haven't really heard about complaints about the Wi-Fi, which we have previously. Mm. Uh, but I wonder, uh, you know, with potential competition from Fanatics events, which we um, talked about in a previous episode, um, do you think the National needs to focus on making the experience better for vendors and attendees in the future because they've essentially had kind of a monopoly for years and years um yeah what do you guys think for sure like i i'm realizing how important experience is myself just you know is it worth my time to kind of attend but a lot of people even like there's jokes out there where it's like yeah you get all these deals at the national or you're 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 saving a couple hundred bucks here you're spending thousands to be there right right? yeah but a lot of people do it because it's the experience, it's the networking, it's an event that they look forward to to justify that once a year of like, okay, this is what it's all about. And uh, I don't think there's a lot of money saving going on, to be honest. It, mm-hmm. It's it's not cheap, right? So uh, the experience has to weigh in, in my opinion, a lot more uh, for people to constantly, you know, be going to these events, right? So... Uh, that's big on me, you know, the, it, it's no longer necessarily about the flips, you know, mm-hmm. or necessarily, you know, um, you know, making money, uh, but it's more so, you know, the experience that, you know, people are having as hobbyists, why they stick around in the hobby, you know, uh, a lot of the people um, have kind of left the hobby from, you know, that investor mindset, that flipping mindset. So, you're seeing a lot more true people uh, for in it for the long term now. So I think the experience is going to uh, be key for, you know, uh, the national to step up to basically play ball with, you know, the fanatics level. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Right. I think from like a Wi-Fi cell coverage perspective, um, you know, it, it sucks, and sometimes you want to say it's kind of ex- unacceptable, but that's really tough to control because you'd really have to spend some serious uh, wireless cell coverage infrastructure money, right? But the if it is true that the venue's too hot and there's let's say no AC, man, that's unacceptable to me because <laughs> you know in the Toronto Expo, which is also a big show for Canadians, when I walk around and that it's fully air conditioned in there, and yeah. Just the walking around, like I'm sweating. I'm sweating in an air conditioned room, <laughs> so I can't imagine what it's like walking around that giant venue. Um, probably lugging a fairly big backpack with no AC. Oh my goodness! That yeah, that's that's not acceptable. Like that, ha- yeah, that's a no go. With ninety five percent sweaty yeah. dudes. Yeah, <laughs> of, I was just gonna yeah. say a lot of sweaty sacks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's uh, you know not an experience I want to repeat if I <laughs> if that was my impression of the national going into it. But yeah, um, maybe in this case competition would would be um, would work out for the people attending and for the vendors for sure. So you hope that that there's much improvement there moving forward. Uh, well, speaking of fanatics, uh, I haven't heard much from them at the national, although they are there. Uh, I wonder if they're just gearing up for a big event of their own. Thoughts? <laughs> yeah, think absolutely. I, th- I think I think they're so independently strong that they don't need to make a presence and market, you know, in other people's events. But they need to be there. They are a big part of the hobby, and that this this is what like I feel like it's um, 
it's not eliminating the national, you know, they mm-hmm. could coexist like we spoke about and, right. you know, each serves its purpose. So I think fanatics events, future events are going to be totally different than what, you know, the national is yeah. Yeah. per se. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, lastly, I, I heard the vendors are going to vote for the location of the national in 2026. And then that vote is going to be taken into consideration when deciding where to ultimately host the event, right? So um, because 2024 is in Cleveland, which we just said, 2025 is in Chicago. So those are already set, right? And I guess the next decision is for 2026. The three choices are Chicago again. So that would have been, that would be back to back if it happens. Atlantic City, where it's been a few times already. And... Um, the third choice is Atlanta, which I believe the last time it was held there was 1999. So it's been a while, uh-huh. but the city is in consideration again. So which one would you have voted for if you could and why? Oh, man, I'm, I'm going 100% ATL, Atlanta. Hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's a different crowd there too, especially baseball. Like they love baseball. They love the Braves, like huge, huge right. Braves network. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan personally of the northern cities, to be honest. I mean, they're they're nice, Chicago, Atlantic City. That's where it usually is and stuff like that. But you know, I'd like to see it uh, somewhere like Atlanta. I think that would totally change the vibe. Totally change, uh, pretty much, kind of like the whole scenery. And you know, I'd be I'd be up for it for sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Have you Have you been to Atlanta? I, I've been to Atlanta a few times. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm mm played ball or in in the salad league and you know through macon and savannah right. and all that so okay. yeah i'm not not a fan of that side of uh you know the baseball <laughs> atlanta side because it was just hot and miserable and yeah you know, but yeah cool uh i'll take young's word for it. i've never been to atlanta so it sounds um it sounds good you, ca- but- you catch a braves game too you yeah, know you get true. to see acuna that'd that's be true. cool I think Chicago is a perfect place, to be honest, if they're going to continue repeating because it, Chicago is pretty, the fan base well represents all of the major sports, including hockey for Canadians. So I think it's a good sort of neutral ground, uh, to be at. But I always thought Atlantic City was okay. But when I, when I see the, and I've never been there personally, but when I see a lot of the comments, people are like, boo. Yeah, Atlantic, people, the, people don't Atlantic City, want bro, Atlantic City bro, at like all. all Americans, yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess Atlantic City Well, there's sucks. no options. It's expensive. It's just you're stuck in that, you know, right, strip in that, and in that little gambling. And <laughs> you're losing even more money gambling. I mean, it's just really expensive, <laughs> I think, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say, I haven't heard a good thing about Atlantic City, especially the last one that they had. Everyone was just kind of putting it down. Um, I would vote for Chicago too, just for a lot of the same reasons um, Johnny mentioned. And, and um, you know, Atlanta, if if they have a venue and the the AC doesn't work there, like I I would oh. be miserable. <laughs> yeah, that 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 so, I think that would be a little a little too tough right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, but I, you know, I guess with uh with the national being such a large event, it it really limits where you could actually have it. Like there's a right. few places you can really host a large scale event with that. So I'll, I'll, I'll have a bit of empathy there for organizers, but, um, but yeah, it's gotta, it's gotta be uh, rectified somehow, I think. 
Okay, so yeah, again, hopefully everyone that's out there is safe and having fun and, and can't wait to catch up with some of our hobby friends um, when they come back and uh, discuss it a little bit further about this year's national. All right, for our discussion today, for our loyal podcast listeners, they would know we had a fantasy sports card draft a couple of months ago where we each tried, you uh, each meaning myself, Hyung and John, we tried to build a team of five players whose general card values, according to the Card Ladder Index, would increase the most by the end of the year. And we started in June, so it's just a six-month period. And the pool of 15 total players was from a combination of PWCC's list of top 10 most collected players and five more we chose on our own. Guys like Lionel Messi, Tiger Woods, and and three more. So anyway, we'll we'll link that episode in the show notes below so you can hear our draft episode just to see how that happened. But I just wanted to provide a two-month update on this Friday episode to see how our teams have been doing and see if there are any surprises on how the card values of any of our players have performed. All right. So just to recap for our listeners and for our first-time listeners, the team that John chose, and John was, if you guys remember, he chose first in our draft, in our snake draft. Um, he chose Jackie Robinson, Tiger Woods, Patrick Mahomes, Luka Doncic, and LeBron James. All right. I chose Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, Shohei Otani, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant. So that was my team. And Hyung chose Lionel Messi, Mike Trout, Stephen Curry, Tom Brady, and Wayne Gretzky was the last pick of that draft. Only in this draft will Wayne Gretzky be the last pick. <laughs> so um, so after two months, uh, in first place is yours truly. My portfolio, my team <laughs> has increased in value by 6.78%, right? Second place is John, who is down 6.82%. <laughs> so I am the only positive. I'm, I'm the only one making money here um, in this in this draft. And Hyung is third place again, back-to-back, June and July, at minus 13.23%. So we'll dig a bit deeper on why that is, okay? And then, you know, we'll, we'll go into, like, uh, if that makes sense or are we surprised at any of these findings. So let's start with John. Um, so he's at minus 6.82%. The main reason really is because LeBron James cards values have plummeted to minus 27%. Karma, karma's getting you, you know, all (laughs) that, all that LeBron hate has gotten (laughs) stuck with LeBron James. Damn LeBron. You you asked for it, John. You asked for it. (laughs) So, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know what, you know, maybe... Maybe it was the timing of LeBron cards being at peak value, and then you know, um, I would say yeah. timing, timing for sure. I yeah. think it's it's not the greatest timing for basketball cards in general. Yeah, yeah. And don't worry, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, Young and I, yeah. we've got some time. Clark, Clark, your team is baseball heavy, so you got a little bit of a yeah, yours is showing up heavy. right now. <laughs> yeah, wait till the second half. Young and I will be second half players. When our, when our football, very well and, be football and basketball cards come in. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I got to just hold on for dear life, I think, near uh, <laughs> October, November, December. So we'll see how it goes. But um, And, you know, on the plus side for John, the only one that's been showing a return um, is Jackie Robinson. Nice. And we knew yeah. the vintage play would be the more safe play right. going sure. into the draft. So he's at plus 6.45%. All right. Um, so, yeah, and everyone else is kind of like... 
hovering between zero to minus three, minus 4%. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's go on to my team. Um, I'm at plus 6.78%. And the number one reason why I'm up is because of a player named Shohei, Shohei. Otani. He's so right? good. Dude, who would have yep. thought, man? He had, he had we two were... home runs today and uh, threw a complete out. game. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, <clears throat> since since June, um, his value has increased almost 63%. Wow. So that, wow. that is my, you know, when you know when you have a portfolio, all you need is one, right? All you need yeah. is one good asset to just <laughs> that's, skyrocket that's right. to make up for all yeah. your other losses. Yeah. And that's kind of my portfolio. Everything else is zero or negative. Um, actually, Michael Jordan's up 1.49%, so not by much. Oh, nice. And, um, and my vintage play is coming in perfectly with Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth. They're at 0% and minus 0.26%. So nice. not a lot of fluctuation there. So I took it safe. Um, and and someone who did not take it safe is Hyung's team. Uh, in terms of pure value, dollar value, Hyung's team just blows all of ours out of the, out of the water because of guys like Tom Brady cards, Stephen Curry cards, um, and, um, and even Mike Trout cards because there's so many of them, right? So... Uh, re- main two reasons why his um, his team is down minus thirteen percent is first Tom Brady is taking a beating at minus thirty two percent in terms wow. of value. It could be timing as well. Football's off. F- football, and, uh, yeah, I think timing and also uh, it, it it happened with Mahomes. Not say, saying Brady was same as Mahomes, but like the prices were so inflated that once he becomes out of the limelight, it's like is is it sustainable and. Kind of like Shohei. It's like, you know, if he's not in the limelight, can yeah. those prices sustain, right? It's kind of like the same, uh, I think, scenario at at those A-type athletes. For right? sure. And, yeah. and you look at Patrick Mahomes, he actually didn't drop that much, minus 1% versus Tom Brady. And I think the fact is Tom Brady actually retired. Yeah. So that might be a factor. You know, Mahomes is going to come back, right? And Mahomes and, had, had his fall, I, I, I find. Like in the last earlier. year... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last two years, his he he's been tumbling, and then Brady's is probably within the last twelve months, I'd say. For sure, uh, the number two player, the most um, that decreased other than Brady in your team is Mike Trout at minus twelve percent, and that's also uh, understandable to me with the injury right. now, especially um, over the last month. You might have seen that drop more significantly, um, but as we predicted, the the one guy that's really Keeping your team afloat barely right now is um, Lionel Messi. He's plus 10.38%. And, of course, him coming to Miami the last few weeks has been uh, a boost for your team for sure. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Messi. All right. um, Well, two months in, but we got, what, August, September, October. Five more months, so it's still early. Mm -hmm. The moral of the story is you keep on investing in sports cards month to month, you lose money. (laughs) (laughs) and also if you invested in shohei you're that's wild yeah yeah you're good it's (laughs) it's crazy to think when we started when we actually did the draft i think shohei was projected to be one of the last picks because he was already crazy inflated right he's like one of the rare situations where you if you had bought into the fomo back then you would have actually made money which is crazy to think about yeah and and maybe that's why he was like the middle of the draft guy no one really went for him early, you know. Yeah, and yeah. like uh, for me at that point, it was it was worth the value at at that at that spot. But you're right. 
Okay, well, we'll keep you guys apprised. We'll update on our Instagram and social media feeds. Um, anyone interested in our in our little fantasy sports card draft? And I think we talked about this off air, right? We we were gonna put a little bit of um, a wager on it, and I think we come to the agreement that the winner will receive a blaster box of whatever sports card um, at the end of the year. We so got to up bla- the ante a bit. <laughs> no, that's not enough. Yeah, the blaster box. Maybe cool. a 2018 Tops and Hops update. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is a this is a eight month process here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. All right, you know. Okay, a, we'll talk off a there. hobby box, a, a hobby, hobby box, box hobby of box. something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All there right, okay. I'm feeling good right now. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bait Clark kid. <laughs> uh, ask me again in October. I might feel really <laughs> differently. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, We'll definitely keep you guys updated. And um, that actually uh, ends our Friday episode. Again, we all appreciate you guys listening out there. And uh, we'll uh, see you soon on our brand new Tuesday episode coming up. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at five card guys or you can follow young at integrity sports cards or john at trade you at recess you can also check us out at fivecardguys.com thanks again and hope to connect soon